Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Peak to pit, Allie Peak, TJ Pittinger. This is our, I guess, first bowl edition. We'll do a few bowl shows because the bowl season is now. Because someone would play super early in December. Regular season. Yeah, it is very early into the bowl season, but one of us has a bowl in two days. So we got to start now. So here we go. Uh, But first, most importantly, more important than any bowl, how is how's the Christmas season treating you so far? Favorite time of year, right? Good. It is. Well, I, you know, honestly, it's from like, it's like August now, yeah. to, you know, January 15th ish is like my favorite time of year. So I've been in this favorite <laughs> Leave it to Allie year. to take up half the year. What? Leave it to Allie to take up half the year on this. A quarter of the year. It's fine. <laughs> it's my favorite time of year, but um, it's going well. We went to Bush Garden, saw all the lights there. We've mm, driven through our neighborhood, seen all the things. We saw Santa at Wiregrass. Um, we went to the Festival of Lights there. I'm trying to think of what other. I feel like we've done a million different holiday things, but we did my family's ball donations last uh, Sunday, which was really, really neat and oh. and fun. And the kids did a great job. Like lots and lots of holiday. But this year, the kids are in school till the end of the day on December 23rd, which is just freaking nuts. So there's less time I feel like to do the fun holiday things because they're literally in school all day long. Yeah. So our kids have off on Christmas Eve, Eve. So the 23rd, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I think, um, yeah, you have them for two weeks after Christmas. It's crazy. I I'm do. Like, and back. we're going to North Carolina to see snow. Um, so it works out well for a family trip afterwards because my kids are young. So I'm not, I don't want to travel on the holiday. Um, so if, if it was set up like normal years where you go back, you know, January 2nd or 3rd or something like that, I don't know that we would have the time to do a trip like this, but we leave the 28th going to North Carolina. Um, where we're going, there is manufactured snow. So whether or not there's real snow, they will get to see it. However, the Floridians to go on a trip to see manufactured snow. Well, <laughs> seven of the next 10 days, uh, snow is predicted where we're going. And so including the first two days of our trip, it's like 58% chance of snow, something, you know, relatively high Christmas where we're going is a high of 14, a low of seven. When do you guys um, leave? We leave the 28th. So, I mean, they're, uh, the kids will get to see snow. So that's pretty exciting. Not that pumped about the 11 hour drive to get there, but, uh, we'll survive. 
your your Instagram will get a lot of mileage. <laughs> it will. It absolutely will. My sanity, maybe not so much, but. Cool. Well, yeah, we've done a bunch of, yeah, it's like you just try and squeeze as many things. In fact, I just texted Karen. I was like, oh, crap, we forgot to go to Wiregrass. You want to go tomorrow night? <laughs> so right. Got to um, see all the things. Yeah, we've we've done, you know, we've been to Disney. We went to the ice at the Gaylord Palms. That was fun. It was the Grinch this year. Brian's obsessed with the Grinch, so that's fun. Um, yeah, we watched. This is like a good age for Brian. I feel like it's the first yeah. year that it's like, like really it. fully gets it. Yeah, he gets that's it. That's the same with starting everything. to get it. And Alexandra, um, yeah. And it does. It gets more and more fun with Elena every year, you know, and Bryant's a, a ton of fun. And they're excited for, I mean, obviously Lincoln has no clue what's going on, but they're excited for Lincoln to experience it. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's neat and it's busy, but it is a fun time. We're, it is. It is fun. The next week's going to be nuts. but And then you got signing day, like, in the middle of all that. And I know. A couple of bowl games and everything else. The World Cup. We, World Cup on Sunday morning. Yeah, I'm excited. So that's for that. like I mean, this weekend. Hadley and Hayden have states for gymnastics, and Hadley starts at 1:20. So I'm like, oh my god, do we bring in the iPad so I can watch the first part of the bowl game? Like awards aren't going to be till like 3:30. We might not be out oh. there till 4:30. We might miss the whole game. Um, last game of the season. Game. Might be a blessing to miss it. We'll talk about it in a minute. Maybe. But let me give a quick shout out to Brunt Insurance, Greg Brunt and the team over at Brunt Insurance. Appreciate their support. If you're trying to save some money this holiday season, check with Greg to see if he can insure your home, car, boat, motorcycle, RV, trailer, whatever you've got that's got wheels, see if he can get it insured, see if he can save you some money. Both my cars and my home are insured through Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. Give Greg and the team a call, 954-589-2204, uh, anywhere in the great state of Florida, 954-589-2204, Brunt Insurance. All right, some sad news. Let's start here and then let's go. Uh, let's take it more positive. But I mean, absolutely devastating. Like I hate to, I hate to be like a downer or whatever. But I mean, I feel like everybody in, in the college football world felt like this. And if you don't, you, you probably don't have a soul. But I was, I was so upset about Coach Leach. Like oh you gosh, know, just too. the fact that yeah, I don't know if you know this, but he was out of practice on Friday. Mm -hmm. Like, like I, I went back to Mississippi State's Twitter to just kind of see like, oh, well, they were prepping for the bowl or whatever. And he was out at practice on Friday. Yeah. And then had like a, and I think, you know, whatever happened was either on Saturday night or Sunday night, whatever, but like a day or two, you know, yeah. like it was just like, and then he died on Monday and, or, you know, was it, was it late Sunday night or late He Monday died night? late Monday, I think. Yeah. And then they t announced it Tuesday. So just like two, three days later, I mean, like, I mean, you know, I don't, I, I think those close to him maybe knew that maybe he wasn't the best health, you know. I mean, he, I think you could look at him and know he probably wasn't within the, yeah. like, the best well, even health, just, but not yeah, like there's a lot gonna, of guys that you could kind of look at and, and say sure. that, but like, I think there was some stuff like that he was having some issues this year and they kind of begged him to like, his family was like, Hey, you know, kind of take it easy. And he was like, no, I'm, you know, stubborn old dude, but man, like it just sucked. And I felt so, I feel so bad for his family, obviously. And, you know, you think about his players and, mm -hmm. you know, like, I mean, you think about like when a coach gets fired or something and they've got to move on pretty abruptly. But like, I, I even just thought about like, man, somebody's got to go through his office and like clean out all this stuff, right? Yeah. Like, and take all that stuff to his wife and, and take all that stuff to his kids. And, and you're, you know, you're, you're 15 days before Christmas and um, the, the kids are trying to play in a bowl game, which they're going to play here in Tampa, which is, is neat that they are going to play that game. But um, yeah, I mean, just absolutely devastating a coach that, you know, I don't know if he was in the prime of his career. He's probably toward the latter end of his career, you know, just with his agent. I don't know. He wasn't giving it up anytime soon, but, I don't think. But, man, like, I don't know. I mean, you talk about funny. You know, everybody liked hearing the sound clips and the sound bites. And he was just 
I mean, people, some people didn't like him for it, but he was just so real and told you what he thought and didn't apologize for it. And whether you agreed with him on stuff or disagreed with him on stuff, I feel like you can at least appreciate the fact that he, he didn't hold anything back and, yeah. you know, pushed himself to the end. And like I said, he was coaching on Friday and he died on, on Monday. So I think it, you know, I, I read something about he had been sad. in a holiday party the night before and um and then when he got home like couldn't sleep and so was sending text messages wishing happy holidays to like staffers and things like that you know and I so I can semi I can liken this to two separate situations you know when um when my brother played for Florida is when Meyer had his medical stuff and they um got on the plane. Basically they were about to leave. I want to say they were about to leave for a bowl game or maybe they're on their way home from the bowl game. I can't remember exactly where they were, but they were on the team plane going or coming from, from a game. And, um, they came on and told them that Meyer was having health issues and stuff. And obviously, um, Meyer is fine now, but I can remember my brother calling home really upset, like crying right. really upset because he thought that something was going to potentially happen to his coach or had happened to his coach. I mean, they knew that he was alive, obviously, but like I can remember the panic in his voice because I was at my parents' house when he called. And that's a, a, a and that's a coach that didn't die, you know? And then when Eric was a senior and they were getting ready for the national championship game, their walk-on quarterback died. Um, yeah. riding a scooter home from uh the bars in in Gainesville. And uh that was, you know, super traumatic and it was not too long before they were going to play in the national championship game. And so they had to kind of wrap their head around their teammate dying and, you know, and all of this. And uh, it's hard. This is you spend so much time with your coach, right? Over the four or five years or three years or however long you spend at that program, the amount of time you spend with your coaching staff so far and away exceeds what you spend with your family those three to five years. What he spends with his family those, yeah. you know, three to five years. It is uh, really, really traumatic. I think, um, you know, and aside from that, this is somebody that changed the college football landscape, truly. Like Air Raid is something that he invented and or perfected anyway and it's interesting because he was not a major college football player and so I think also he kind of always gave a little bit of hope to the guys that didn't play d1 college football but loved the game um, and that they too could go on and be an innovative head coach even though they didn't necessarily have the playing pedigree of some of these other uh, coaches. And it was funny as hell. I mean, everything, like I think back to this year's egg bowl and how lucky we were to get to see that crazy game. And obviously when we're sitting there watching it, we're not thinking that this is the last time we're going to watch Leach coach in a football game, but what a freaking way to go out. Yeah, no, I, uh, I watched his, uh, I watched that final game from, from Tallahassee uh, on Thanksgiving night. And uh, because we obviously played our game the next day and yeah. it is, it is so, okay. So I, I think we talked about this before, but you know, you get to Tallahassee the day before a game and it's always just absolutely, you know, like on fire and they do a big right. block party. Well, it's not like that on Thanksgiving. Everything's closed. Right. None right. of your buddies are there. Right. <laughs> You're just sitting on the couch drinking beer, watching a football game by yourself. Right. But now I look back and I'm kind of like, man, I'm glad I watched I'm that. Glad last I got game. to do it that. Was dramatic at the end. I'm glad I sat there like a loser. So I can watch that game, but 
Yeah, no, it sucked. I, he had so many funny one-liners and so many. I don't even know. the video of him was... from just a couple weeks ago folding up the chairs because his wide receivers oh, yeah. couldn't make catches. Yeah, he was like, so they didn't deserve to sit. Get, you know, and like my buddy, I actually messaged him, but like the one with Alyssa Lang where she asks him about the honeymoon or whatever, uh-huh. uh, or like how it would get married or whatever. Like that's my buddy Trev's, like Trev that works for, I'm a Gator fan, but like he works for the Pro Football, Fo- or Pro Football Network. Um, Pro Football Focus. Sorry, let's get that right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like I messaged him the other day. I was like, hey, man, I was kind of thinking about you guys. Like, I know that, that you know, you guys kind of had your little moment with him saying that. And I don't know. I showed that to Carrie the other day. And he was, you know, he's so funny because he's like, well, first I wouldn't tell anybody. So you've already gone and ruined that. Yeah. Have <laughs> so, you seen the one about him with cargo pants? Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, talking about God. how you have all the pockets and the pockets are like great for like you. Yeah, yeah. He was like yes. up in them. Everybody else gives a hard time. Yes. Yes. I, I mean, I, there's just so many hilarious things. And I, I read a story um, about him the other day about this young, I th- I want to say he was a he uh, like a young reporter or whatever. But anyway, his dad had at some point 25 years ago, given Mike Leach a ride. His dad had been watching practice where Mike Leach was an assistant coach and the entire coaching staff was going to run from the practice field to the locker room, which was, you know, a half a mile, a quarter, three quarters of a mile, something like that. And, uh, Mike Leach stopped to talk to the guy's dad and he, the, the, the dad said, Hey, well, do you want to ride back to the facility? And he was like, uh, yeah, cause I'm definitely not riding, uh, running. So Mike Leach hops in the car with this guy. He doesn't know the guy drives him to the football facility and they, they chat along the way. He ends up sitting in the car for an hour after they get to the facility, having a conversation with this guy he doesn't know. And and the dad always said that Mike Leach was like really big on young families should live in apartment complexes. And he was saying because, you know, they've got the pool, they got the playground, they can meet other kids. Every young family should live in an apartment complex. So his dad would tell him this story for years. Well, then the kid gets to, uh, you know, college, he becomes an adult and he becomes a reporter and he gets to interview Mike Leach. So he gets on the phone with them and Mike Leach, at some point, the apartment thing comes up. And so um, he's telling him, you know, why fit young families should live in an apartment. And, and the reporter says, you know, that's really funny. You told my dad that story like 25 years ago, but doesn't say anything else. Just says that the interview goes on. And Mike Leach tells him though, like, oh yeah, I remember telling your dad that and the reporter's thinking like, yeah, sure you do. Okay. But they're about to hang up and the reporter thanks him for his time. And he goes, oh, Hey, tell your dad, thanks for that ride. That one time. That's hilarious. Uh, and, and so he did remember, you know, he did remember this guy's dad. Um, and I feel like that's just such a, like, he's such a savant and kind of a lover of people and, and really lots of random topics and things. And, uh, you know, the college football world and the world in general is going to miss him. He was one of a kind. He was. And yeah, it's just so, you know, like when an old, like, I mean, when Bobby died, it was sad, right? But like Bobby was like 90 something years old and had right. struggled with health stuff and had cancer. And you got like a year's notice and warning and you knew it was coming, you know? So like. He got his fan, his fanfare, his yeah, farewell. Like this was like, boom, he's gone, you know, yeah. like no long drawn out battle with cancer. No, I mean, not that that's, I, I don't wish that on anybody. I'm not saying one. No, no, worse, but you know. But it's just like, you kind of know. Yeah. Uh, something's coming so it sucked obviously i hope i you know i wish the absolute best for i don't know i feel like i'm a quasi mississippi state fan now like i want zach arnett and them to do really well uh i certainly want them to win their bowl game and you know i just kind of feel for those kids and so like i'll 
you know, I'll, I'll probably cheer for them all, you know, for the next couple yeah. of years. Cause oh, I, yeah. I, just, I mean, I, what I a hard imagine. thing. I think it was a smart choice hiring defensive coordinator though there, that was, a, that was a choice made with the player's mental health in mind. I think, um, yeah, I think the whole new staff and everything else right now. Like I just don't, think yeah, I don't, I think that they want to have as much continuity for these players as they can. And, um, you know, aside from that guys, around them, coaching them that feel the same pain they do, you know, and so are much more empathetic to the situation than anybody who isn't just right in the situation could, could be. Um, but it's sad and we're going to miss him and, uh, college football is not going to be the same. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, it definitely sucks, but there's really no way to transition off of that. So, um, Let's go from one depressing thing to another. How are you guys feeling about this bowl game uh, against Oregon State uh, this weekend? Uh, for Hey, before we even get to that, so college football back on TV at 1130 tomorrow morning. So I'm excited about that. That's I'll take fun. college football any day of the week, twice Friday, on Sundays. Friday afternoon. They rarely play on Sundays, but no. you're right. Friday afternoon, um, 1130, the Bahamas Bowl. Miami of Ohio. Shout out to Miami of Ohio for making a bowl game. For, for um, being bowl eligible. Yeah. Against UAB. Then there's a ranked matchup after that. I can't say that I'm super excited for it, but it is two 11 and two teams and a super close spread. So UTSA and Troy. And then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pick all these later, but I'll tell you, there are more intriguing bowl matchups this year. I'll say that like Cincinnati and Louisville, like Louisville's mm-hmm. coach just left to take the job of Cincinnati. Like that's right. freaking that's right. awesome. Like I'm right. really excited for that. Um, uh, you have to like wait a week until you get into the next one, but Wake Forest, Missouri, like that's one that I think is kind of intriguing. I, I always like the, when there are the, the big conference matchups, Wisconsin plays Oklahoma state. Yeah. Um, I like that. That's one. kind of a fun one. UCF and Duke. I think that's a fun one. Yeah. Kansas and Arkansas, Oregon, North Carolina. Like I think there are, I think Florida yeah. Oklahoma is interesting. Texas, Washington. Yeah. Like I think there's some good stuff this year. So you know, it's always like a I challenge. Like when we get like, matchups Ooh. that we don't have the opportunity to see on a regular basis. It, uh, you know, and I know you I'm just in the bet minority. on the ones you don't, the ones you don't, the other ones you just bet on, and then you care about that one too. Right. That's well, that's it. the key to all of it. But <laughs> I, I mean, I know I'm in the minority now, but I love bowl season. I will watch every bowl. I don't care how meaningless it is. I don't care how many players are sitting out. I am just knowing that I'm about to go through an eight month stretch with nothing. So give me all the bowl games, but uh, yeah, Florida, Oregon is Saturday at two 30. Um, this is going to be a really difficult game for Florida to, uh, to win. I doubt they win. Uh, Jack Miller is starting at quarterback for Florida. He was the number two guy going into two a days. He broke his thumb, had surgery um, and really, you know, didn't see the field this entire season um, kind of fell behind Jalen Kitna. Um, during that time period, but obviously Kitna has been dismissed from the team. Um, I do not even know who Jack Miller's backup is. So it's Miller time in uh, Vegas. Um, The thing that is going to make it even more complicated for him is that Osiris Corrence has declared for the draft, which everybody, you know, knew was going to happen. He is um, a consensus all American and is not playing so that, you know, the offensive line, uh, helped Florida ranked third in the country in, uh, yards per carry 
Florida's offensive line really did a great job this year, but Torrance was the best player on that line. He won't be there. Oregon State's run D is actually the 20th best in the country, so pretty decent. Florida's going to have a hard time, but they're going to want to, obviously, uh, with Miller as the quarterback, establish a run it's going to be more difficult, though, with uh, missing Torrance. They're also missing Ventrell Miller um, in the middle. He's declared for the draft. Um, he will not be playing in the game, so defense is going to be hurting uh, there as well. But I will tell you, I have been impressed by the players that are just like, hey, we're still playing. We're here. Let's go. Like, this is – they. there seems to still be buy-in then. Now, we'll see what that buy-in actually means because if there's – you know, it's – Ton, guys on either side of the ball that have never seen the field before all year, but they do seem fired up about um, their opportunity. So it's um, more than likely going to be a rough game, but I'm excited to see a bunch of faces that Florida really hasn't had the opportunity to test out all that much. Um, lack of depth is going to be the the name of the game, but we'll see. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the game itself would be really, really tough for Florida. I mean, if, I mean, if you're UF, you just got to like get back there and honestly do what they should have done all year. Um, so maybe Billy will, you know, have learned that by now, but just like run the ball every, I mean, just, yeah. they, they just need to go really, really run heavy. Well, right. what's tough about that is if Oregon state knows that and just absolutely right. loads up the box and says like, hey, and Miller, it's like, something that they're up. good at anyway. Yeah. It's not like it's, you know, like AR can, you know, like wasn't bad. He was just inconsistent. And so yeah. I think that, you know, there were times that like AR could beat you, but like Miller, I mean, who knows? Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, he may go out and throw for four touchdowns, 400 yards, but like in all reality, he's probably not going to. Right. And so, yeah. I mean, if you're Oregon state, like, I think that's what you try and load up on Florida's defense has been really bad all year and they've got some guys not playing in it. You've had some guys transfer, some guys transferring are playing the bowl game and then, and then moving on, which is great. Like, I think that's, really good and you know and there's a couple guys that have declared like uh Jervon Dexter is playing in the game I yeah. personally if I was advising him I would probably tell him poor decision no but I but as a yeah. fan I love uh the commitment here yeah so yeah I I think that I mean yeah so I think it's good I think it's you know I, but yeah I think it'll be really tough for Florida I mean I will say that even with Torrance out Florida's offensive line was really good this year. And fortunately you're just like replacing one guy. Like I think in the, you know, the rest of the, like garage is transferring. I saw, but he's playing in the game, right? right. Or not, not garage. It's garage out of eligibility. Um, the other kid, um, M- uh, Bull, I don't know his name. I actually, he actually went to Murphy high school in North Carolina. I've got a good buddy that coaches up there, but I, I can't remember his name, but I'll, uh, I'll look it up real quick. But I, I've seen another one of, one of UF's offensive linemen. Somebody will help me out in the comments. But uh, he is uh, is transferring, but is playing in the game. So I think that'll help. Like I think you're you're only missing Torrance, and so I think that helps a lot. Right. Um, Bron, I mean, Florida, right? Bron. No, no, Bron was. A, I think Bron's a uh, no. Bron trans like he transferred out a while ago. Here, I'll tell you right now. I've got the roster okay. up now. I don't know why. I um, do do do. Um, Yusuf. Um, oh, that's right. Bron left in October. Yeah, yeah, he left basically once he didn't have the spot. Uh, like Torrance took his spot. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that if you know, the one thing I will say for Florida is like they should still be better. You know, offensive line should still be better. I think with Dexter and um, what's the uh, 
Watson in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'd say that you know defensive line should should still be better. But I mean, right. Florida's problems have you know kind of all year been in the secondary, and and yeah. they don't. I mean, they don't tackle anybody. And then you've got Miller out too, and so I don't know. I mean, or, I mean, I don't know if you know this or not either, but I, I don't know if Oregon State is more you know run heavy, more pass heavy. I see their quarterback that's expected to start only has 1200 yards. So I don't know if they've, you know, kind of had multiple quarterbacks or yeah, it looks like they've had, they have, but I mean, on the year, they only have 2,400 passing yards. So it sounds like they are, you know, effectively pretty, pretty run heavy, but yeah, I think, I don't know. I don't want to say this game is impossible for Florida, but like, I like, they just need to run the ball really, really well. And and that's really the path to, to trying to get a win. I do think, I don't really think it means anything in the grand scheme of things if you if you lose. Like I think losses in a bowl game are very like, ah, move on, not a big deal. But winning is important. So I, I do think Napier will try and go out and and coach his team to a win. Now I also think that nobody wants to get embarrassed. And if they go down early and he kind of knows like, hey, this ain't going our way, I do think he'll just try and get out of the game as quick as he can and yeah. and not lose by 40. Um yeah. so but yeah, I mean I think they'll start the game and they'll try and win. And I, I think that, you know. Florida, even with the guys that are out and even with Richardson not being there, I mean, Florida has more, more talent, more dogs than Oklahoma State. Or I'm sorry, Oregon State does. Oregon State's been a better team all year, obviously, and that's why they've got nine wins and Florida has six. But, right. I mean, you look at level of competition and, and you look at different things. I mean, I think that – I think Florida could find a way to win here. But, yeah, I, I would be pretty surprised if they do. Like, I think this is Oregon State's game to lose. They should yeah. go out there and not not do dumb things, right? Not you know make mistakes, no turnover, you know not not lose the turnover battle by a ton, no special right. teams things, you know. So anyway, so yeah, I but I don't expect. I think I think I think Oregon State probably wins this and probably wins it going away. Like I think the ten point, like I don't know, I'm not telling you to bet against your team because I don't do that unless I have like inside info or something. But uh, I think the ten point, like I think Florida loses by more than ten. Just because I, I think Oregon State, I, I just think, I think once Napier knows that, like, ah, so, like, I think he tries to get more young guys in, and it probably ends up being worse than it is. But I think there's a path to Florida winning this game. But I think yeah. it's just about getting out of here healthy and on to the next year, <laughs> like get back to recruiting and move on. Um, I just hope all the guys that uh, I show both teams have fun. Well. I wasn't going to say that, but I hope that the guys that stuck around to play in this game, whether they're transferring out afterwards or going pro afterwards, stay healthy because that is, um, that's the sacrifice that they make at this time of year, right? Like in the past, everybody played no matter what. And if an injury happened, an injury happened, but I think with so many people opting out, it's almost rare for you to have those things coming down the pipeline and to, and to play. And Florida does have several that are doing that. So, um, you know, hopefully they will. I do think Oregon state, this is, this is a big game for Oregon state. This is not a big game for Florida in terms of what it could potentially mean for the team. If Oregon state beats Florida, they're going to talk about how they beat an sec team at the end of the season. They're not going to talk about, we talked about this last week, but they're not going to say we beat an SEC team missing its quarterback where 40 guys either left or transferred or declared or, or whatever, and didn't play in the game. That, that, that's not going to be a footnote to Oregon state beating Florida. It's just going to say, or I was there when Oregon state beat Florida on the t-shirts that they print or whatever. So it means something to them. I do think the game means something to the players that are left, 
But if Florida beats Oregon State, I don't know that I think that that Napier is going to hang his hat on beating Oregon State outside of maybe saying, hey, look at all these young guys when given the opportunity that that we coached up and were able to perform well outside of that caveat, uh, you know, I don't think this game does anything for Florida one way or the other. Winning or losing isn't going to affect recruiting. It might for Oregon State. It's not going to for Florida. Um, so I, I think the game means more for them. I think it definitely means more. I think I do. I I, I agree that it, I don't think it impacts recruiting one way or the other, but I do think there's some pause. Like, I do think it'd be it it would leave a good taste in everybody's mouth if they could pull an upset here. Sure, and I like think I, it, I, will, I would say like I think there'd be it's yeah. what makes the most impact. I think there'd be a little bit more. I don't know, like there'd just be a little bit more excitement, like if they won, you know, like just with anything, like hey man, we had a bad yeah. year, but at least we went out and we were underdogs and we did. Like I think even within the. I mean, even mostly in the locker room, but I even think within the fan base a little bit and the donor yeah. base and stuff like, Hey, at least they, hey, they went out for, for the same reasons you're talking about. Like, Hey man, they went out right. and they didn't quit and they fought mm-hmm. and they were doubted. I, and they shouldn't have won. People are really bought yeah. in. Right. It's, and that is, and, and culture is important, right? Like culture, like at this point of a program where you're trying to flip a roster and you're trying to get all the bad culture, eggs out. Well, you have eggs, to sell at the moment. Yeah, you're, you're showing that you, went out and fought and you didn't give up yeah. and you didn't quit in a bowl game. And if they were to lose this game by like three or something, I think that'd be better than losing it by 30. You know, like yeah. I think you, you need to not need to, but I think if you lose, you just kind of like move on. And you're like, ah, no big deal. Right. But if you can win, like, I think you can, yeah, I think you can spin that later and, and it'd yeah. be a good thing. So, um, all right. We've got picks from last week. Do you want to talk about anything else before we get into picks or you just want to go through some picks and have an early night? Yeah. Let's go through some picks. All right, cool. So I thought I picked Army last week, but you did. And so I was cheering for – I didn't go look at the picks. I was cheering for Army the whole game thinking that's who I picked, but I didn't. I I think it was because you picked Army and I just said like, okay, I'll take the other team. Right. And uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't take them. So you got the point last week. So I'd like to congratulate congratulate myself on winning the regular season championship um, at 60 and 45. You came in – you did come in second at 58 and 47. Just two games back with a billion bowls to go. And mm-hmm. I'll say this. I have no idea on any of these spreads this week, except for like, I feel good about like two or three of them. So this is totally like your time to come back because I have no idea here. I feel like for both of this is just going to be a crap shoot. So first game of bowl season, UAB is a 10 and a half point favorite against Miami of Ohio today. At 11 or sorry, sorry, tomorrow morning at 1130. Give me Miami of Ohio. I'll go the other way just for the heck of it. Um, UTSA is a one-point favorite against Troy. That's a 24 versus 25 matchup. The winner will probably remain ranked at the end of the year. The loser will not. Uh, You want to go first or you want me? I'll go UTSA here. Okay. Give me Troy. Are we going to go opposite every time? No. Okay. Uh, Louisville. Is a two-point underdog, a two-point favorite against Cincinnati. You remember Louisville's coach Scott Scatterfield left to take the job at Cincinnati. Um, Louisville, Give me Louisville. I feel like maybe they're going to be pissed. I'll go Cincinnati here. Louisville's quarterback did declare. Cincinnati's not been good, but I'll just go there. Uh, I'll go Oregon State here. Uh, minus right. 10 against UF. I, I think. That's not even like a troll. I do think they cover that and win it going away. 
All right. Well, I will take Florida. You feel confident in that or are you just going? Um, I think Florida covers. I think they either I think they either win or get blown out. I don't think they cover. I think it's gonna be like 28 24. That'd be a good game. I would enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um Fresno State, my second favorite FSU, is a four-point favorite against Washington State. I'll take Washington State here. Uh, hopefully they do something cool for Coach Leach. Uh, I actually want to take Washington State as well. Uh, I'll take any co- any program that he's ever been associated with. Right? For the win. <laughs> yeah. Give, give them to me. Uh, Southern Miss is a six-and-a-half-point favorite against Rice. Um, I'll take Southern Miss. Yeah, I'll do the same thing. Mostly just because I drove by their stadium one time. And oh, I well, I was going to say mostly because I haven't watched Rice even once this year. I think I've caught like a quarter of a Southern Miss game. So Yeah, no, that's that's – that's not, I haven't watched anything by either of them. SMU is a four-point favorite against BYU. I will take SMU here. Um, so, so, wait, say that one more time. Southern Met, uh, Southern Methodist is a four-point favorite against BYU. Give me BYU. You and the Mormons. Uh, Boise State is a 10.5-point favorite against North Texas. You can pick first here. All right. Well, say that one more time. Sorry, Sorry. I just got a yeah. crazy text message that I my head was reeling. Go on. Boise State is a 10 and a half point favorite against North Texas. Uh, give me Boise State. Um, I like them as well. Uh, let's see. Marshall is a 10 point favorite against UConn. Uh, I'll take Marshall. I'll take UConn in this one. Okay. Um, Liberty. Is a five point okay? So let me say it the right way. Toledo is a five point favorite against Liberty. I will take Liberty here because uh, give me Liberty too. I never pick against Liberty. They don't have their coach. They don't have their QB. But I uh, I can't pick against Liberty. I the one time I did that didn't go well. Yeah, I uh, so oh boy. Um, San Jose State is a three and a half point favorite against Eastern Michigan. All these games suck. The, all the good ones are good. A little bit later. Season, but yeah. So, your game is like one of the only ones that I actually care about. San Jose State is a three and a half point favorite against Eastern Michigan. Uh, I'll take Eastern Michigan. I'll take San Jose State. My mom's from from Michigan, so there you go. Pretty much. The only. South Alabama is a four and a half point favorite against Western Kentucky. I'll take South Alabama here. All right, I'll take Western Kentucky. The hell. Then this game might not be too bad. Baylor is a five and a half point favorite against Air Force. Oh, uh, give me Baylor. Okay, I'll take Air Force. All right. Um, next week we'll talk about some more bowls. Mm-hmm. We won't quite. We'll we'll recap this bowl. We won't quite be to the week that Florida State plays. Yeah, because we'll record on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, I guess we'll have to see when you leave, but we'll figure that out. Um, but this will take us through a week. We'll know if Messi won the World Cup or not. Who do you want? Do you care who wins the World Cup? Certainly Messi, right? If not, just <sighs> yeah. I mean, I think that would be a cool way to go out, right? Yeah. And France won it last year, so I'm kind of over them. But yeah. yeah, I'm so like on my who are your okay. So you're okay. Here's a good question. Let's do this, and then you can leave. Um, you can't you can only put one gator on this. It can't be Eric or Scott. Um or your dad or your grandpa <laughs> or anybody with the last name is you. Um, 
But if you had like like your Mount Rushmore of athletes, like all time, like you're just your favorite, they're not they don't have to be the best. Mm-hmm. So like I put Kobe on mine, but like not MJ because I, I was I didn't really watch MJ. So like who would your like who would your four be? Mm. Well, that's God, it's a, a good question. Uh, I'll give you mine. What do you think about it? Yeah. So like it, it's like Kobe, Jameis, Messi, and Federer. Okay. Like those are my four. Like and and it and I might like throw Federer out for Derek Brooks, but like I go back and forth there. Like, okay. I already have a football guy on there, so I take him out and, and go better. But anyway, so yeah. Probably Michael Jordan, um, Tiger Woods, Danny oh, Warfel. Um goodness, good question. I don't know. Maybe Muhammad Ali. I don't know. Gotcha. My so, dad always tells me that Ali is because he was a big Muhammad Ali fan. So oh, you, you weren't even alive to watch him. How can you put him up there? Well, <laughs> I mean, I, got I, my know, I don't want to make an old joke, but like, you're not that old, <laughs> but bad. anyway, so Messi's up there for me. Like I, I think yeah. it'd be amazing if he could win a world cup and go out. So I'm really excited for Sunday. Yeah. And I know Eric was already like, do not make plans for Sunday morning. <laughs> I was like, I was like, she really cares. Like I want to go run on Bayshore. And I was like, ah, 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 not this week, dog. <laughs> like I really want to watch the world cup. So yeah. Anyway, all right, cool. We'll be back next week. Again, thank you to Brun Insurance, 954-589-2204. can get your home car, boat, motorcycle, RV, trailer, whatever you have, a tricycle, whatever you got that's got wheels needs to be insured. We'll get you taken care of. 954-589-2204. Talk to you again, guys, next week. Good luck to you guys against Oregon State. Thanks, go Beavers. Go, Gators. go Beavers. We don't play this week. I don't, I don't have anybody to cheer for. <laughs>